Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bam, bam, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. I'm MKT. Hope you had a great weekend, wherever you are, um, or whatever day you've had. I just hope the previous days have been good. You know, whether it's the previous week, you might have listened to the last show a week ago. You may never have listened to this show. So I hope your life was good up until you first heard this voice or are hearing it again after you heard it on the previous episode. That's called podcasting and not dating your podcast. Um, anyway, I, I had a weekend. I had a weekend. Um, went to St. David's. Uh, I'll tell you about that. Shambles of a ramshackle of an institution that um, doesn't need to be discussed. I'll come back to that. Um, slide in the DMs. Uh, I'd like more questions. I'm getting a lot of uh, football questions. <laughs> People are saying they loved the episode where I replied to a lady who was having some issues with their parents um, and a boyfriend. And there was a whole situation. It's two or three episodes ago. People are saying that was some of my best stuff. They, they, people are suggesting cut, cut the sports shit. Just stick to being Dr. Phil is what they're saying. So um, if, you, if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. I think it's two or three episodes ago. Uh, people are saying they love that. So slide in the DMs at MKT Inspires. Um, I'm most active on the gram because I want to stay young and cool on the gram and TikTok. Um, otherwise, Twitter as well. I love Twitter. I love social media. I love social media. So it's at MKT. That's Mike Kilo Tango. Um, MKT inspires. Um, otherwise, MKT at the MKT show dot com. MKT at the MKT show dot com. Somebody did ask me, um, what does MKT stand for? How can you say that? It's because my full name is Mbulelo Kaeletu Tinta. You know? So that is my full name, hence MKT. It just sounds sweet as an acronym. I'm just really lucky. You know? Because if you have three letters that don't roll off the tongue, I don't know, let's say your initials are JFR. You know? JFR show. Nah. Doesn't do it. You know, MKT could be marketing, you know, sounds like a pseudonym. Got to say, worked out pretty well. It's a very rural name, though. Mbulelo Kaeletu Tinta. I mean, most people in Johannesburg, where I live, have not met Mbulelo in their lives before, unless they're closer, you know. But Mbulelo by itself is a very, very rural name because my parents never lived in in the herd, y'all, you know, like Sawedo or Timbeza. You know, my parents never lived in the hood. They, they are both very, very rural. So I've got a very old school rural name. Mbulelo Kayeletu Tinta. MKT. So that's the response uh, to that whole thing out there. Hey, if you are maybe sitting at your desk, you know, 
thinking about the bad decisions you made on the weekend. Shouldn't have made out with that guy. Shouldn't have made out with that girl. You know, you listen to this podcast going, oh, that was terrible. I'm always making these mistakes. How am I going to find love if I just keep going out on Friday nights, getting hammered and hooking up with the same people at pubs or clubs? Oh my goodness, am I a bad person? Am I repeating the same behavior and expecting different different results? Am I insane? Because that's what Einstein said. You know, I'm not saying you're insane. I'm just saying Einstein would have said that. If you had that kind of weekend, you know, firstly, shout out to you for still giving it a go, believing in love. Um, but you're probably not going to find the love of your life at a nightclub, are you? So I don't really feel sorry for you if you're like, standing at the water cooler, nursing a hangover from Saturday night or whenever it was, and also having awkward texts now because she's texting you or he's texting you, hey, hope you have a good week or whatever, and you were just hoping you guys were snogging or maybe it was a Friday night, Saturday night thing. But if you're going through those that situation right now at the water cooler and listening to this podcast, take two minutes. Make you feel better about yourself if you go and leave us a rating, you know? So give us five stars. Um, maybe try and say something about the show. You know, I like this show. I like watermelon. You know, it's not watermelon season in uh, the Southern Hemisphere, but I'm just saying. You know, I, I'd just say anything. This show is not even really a sports show. He, he just talks about his whole life and then sneaks sports in there. Say that. If you've got two minutes, please do um, go and rate the show. Leave a comment. Uh, comments, uh, I've been doing some research. Comments are really, really good for the algorithm. They like that. So if you leave a comment, five stars, leave a comment. That would be greatly appreciated. Appreciated. And if that previous rant, by the way, is a commentary of your, li- of your life, so be it, man. We've all been there. You know, we've all made that decision. You know what? You know what people are? They're relentless, you know, and I give great credit to people, guys and girls, who just wait for your weakest moment and they drop the WID. And if you're not young and cool like me and you don't know what that means, what are you doing? You know, because people will just they'll they'll keep asking, you know, like they'll, you might reject them five, six times, but they'll, they'll get you the 12th time. And now you're at the water cooler going, can't believe it. You know, it was, it, was that, it was that sixth Jägermeister shot and tenth beer that did it. You know? <laughs> it was just like if you just had five Jägermeisters or Jäger bombs and not six, you wouldn't have snogged her. You wouldn't have snogged him. And now you wouldn't be feeling bad about yourself having to go and rate the MKT show to make yourself feel better. I'm just saying. I'm hashtag just saying. All right, what are we talking about today? Listen, I was going to do the, um, but everyone's doing it now, right? This week, I feel like everyone's doing Pep, Fergie, which I think is a very interesting conversation. But what I decided was I'm going to let that conversation play out a little bit. And then I will do it either next week or the week after. Who's better, Pep or Fergie? Because I I do have some strong um, sort of opinions around that. So I'll do it next week. Or the week after, um, one of the two. I'll let the conversation sort of flesh out. It'll be interesting to hear what people have to say. Um, slide in the DMs, 
uh, at MKT Inspires. What are your thoughts? So I'll do that um, in the future. Uh, but today I'm talking Declan Rice and his options because I think that's the next exciting global football move. I thought Jude Bellingham's a bit boring. He, he, he's a wet blanket. You know, he has no personality, but he's a terrific player. I mean, there, there's no doubt that he's a terrific, terrific sort of... He's got generational capability in terms of the next generation of midfielders along with Kamavinga. I think between the two of them, they will be sort of our next Kroos Modric, you know, that, that generational guy um, in the next uh, era. But I do like Declan Rice because I like the kind of personality Declan Rice is. I don't think he's a great player, but when you take the whole package of leadership, you know, um, it seems like he's a high character dude. I think we should talk about his options. And I'll give you two reasons why I think he shouldn't leave West Ham this season. Um, and, and I'll talk about that. And then for me, the Eden Hazard story, if you've been listening to the MKT show for the last couple of years, I have a saying, and it's come back to be true, about a guy who really got it wrong. I, and I said it when Hazard left, by the way. I love Hazard. And when he left, I said what I'm going to tell you now. And it's been a disaster. Uh, Real Madrid have released him um, early. They have released him early from his contract. They're paying him to go away. Ugh. Brutal. Brutal. All right. I want to start off with St. David's, though. So if you are not South African and you've somehow um, stumbled across this podcast in Azerbaijan or, you know, Baraloche, which is where I might be next week. Who knows at this rate? St. David's is a school in the richest square mile in Africa. Now, they haven't upgraded that ramshackle of institution in 30 years, I don't think. It's, they've got the same bloody look. Um, and their fields are like the driest fields in the world. For, for the richest square mile in Africa, can you not afford irrigation? Have you, have you not heard of sprinklers? I mean, what, what is cutting there? Anyway, went to go watch some rugby. It was their old boys day couple of friends said, hey, come through. I said, okay, I'll come through. I'm a good guy, the hero, whatever. Uh, I wouldn't call myself that, but people are saying that, you know. I suck to my promises. Went to go watch a good game. They played, I, I always confuse these small schools, St. Albans or St. Benedict's, one of the two. Who cares, quite, quite frankly. You know, Joburg schools, no source. But anyway, that's a David's with the lads, you know what I mean? We're there, they're opening new clubhouse or whatever they're opening for the old boy society very, very nice but ultimately i'm there to watch rugby right and i said at my school that i went to there's four clocks so you always know how much time is in the game you know a big part of watching the game obviously we all think we're you know kitch christie or bloody sir graham henry you know with oh should have passed it swing it wide mate brew Though for poles, there's like five minutes left. But at St. David's, the clock wasn't working. So in the first team game, it was very, very tight, by the way. St. David's dominated that second half. But, you know, they couldn't finish their supper, quite frankly. And their kicker was abysmal. But they didn't have a clock. The clock wasn't working. And they have one clock. Like, what are we doing? Are we a private school or not? You know, and then I gave some feedback to the guys. I said, hey. School I went to, we got four clocks, two manual ones, two digital. You, you always know what's happening. And, you know, if you're a rugby fan or a sports fan at all, it's like, oh, there's five minutes left. Okay, 
go for poles, bro. You guys will get it back. You can attack again. Like you've got the momentum. You, you know what I mean? If you're a rugby fan, you get what I'm saying. But I'm watching going, how much time is left? This one guy we were with, he had his daughter there. At half time, he wanted to maybe go get an ice cream or a hot chocolate with her. And he's like, hey, when's half time? So he can time it to sort of go get his ice cream with his daughter. But he, no one knows. No one knows. So just St. David's maybe stopping, stopping so cheap. Get another clock. And by the way, the scoreboard's in a horrible place because where I was standing with some of the old boys, there's a massive tree to my left. And then also there's the change rooms. So I can't see the clock all the time. So I've, got, I've got to like walk past people. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. I just want to check the score. Oh my goodness. What a ramshackle of institution. I've said it before about St. David's. Hey? They are not a serious school. They are not a serious school. They're an academic school. But if you're in South Africa, you want to be known as, you want to have some sauce. And to have sauce, you've got to be a rugby school. St. David's, sure. No clock. I mean, nice school and all. You know. But, but that is what St. David's is. Just a nice school, you know. Just a nice bunch of lads being nice and being run by the Catholic Church. Just, it's nice. Not great, not terrible, just nice. It's, get a bloody clock. Unbelievable. Nightmare watching rugby there. The, the rugby is terrible. They're terrible at rugby. They lost, by the way, to St. Albans or St. Benedict's, whoever they play. But they don't have a clock. Makes watching rugby there a nightmare. Shout out to St. David's. Eventually, Going to middle school for schools, getting a boarding house. I mean, what school doesn't have a boarding house? I mean, if, you, if you're a boys' school, get a boarding house immediately. What are we doing? No, no heritage. No heritage. Richest rich square mile in Africa, they'll tell you. That, that's their thing at St. David's. But you've got nothing else. No sauce. Terrible at rugby. And one bloody scoreboard that wasn't working. At your old boys' day, by the way. Shambolic. Hey, slide in the DMs. Add MKT Inspires. Uh, am I being too harsh? Because I say to the guys, I'm like, Oaks, what are you doing with all of the money here in Hyde Park slash in Anda? Can we maybe get three scoreboards? And if you don't want to give me another scoreboard, just get another clock. And guys said, oh, this is in the Midlands, bro. Oh, started getting defensive. I'm like, you know, it's the thing about mediocre people, right? When you provide feedback, they take it personally. Instead of going, hmm, you know what? That guy comes from an institution of excellence. We should probably listen to what they're doing over there. They're a much better school with much deeper heritage. And obviously much higher class men have come from that institution. What are they doing at Hilton College? But no, guys got defensive. Oh, bro, this is not the Midlands. Oh, bro, yeah, like we're an academic. I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay, you can only help those that want to be helped. St. David's, ramshackle of an institution. Just nice. That's what they are. You know, St. David's, nice. What they'll produce is accountants, middle management guys. You know, in the Midlands, we produce the leadership of the school. They produce middle management guys, and it showed on Saturday. Get a bloody clock. Bloody uselesses. Um, and tell you what, Tim, came home from that. I was watching the most useless, what should be interesting thing in the world. The World Test Championship thing is the biggest joke in the world. Because you know what the thing about cricket is, right? 
cricket doesn't work in the American context because it's not built as an entertainment piece. Cricket is a gentleman's, like a wealthy gentleman's stroll to go and get a colden and come back six overs later and and sort of chit-chat while you enjoy the cricket. You know, you know, cricket is a pastime. L- literally, pastime is to pass time. And that's what cricket is. And for those who don't know the history of cricket, I'll give you a quick rundown. Cricket literally, by the way, is was invented by rich gentlemen in England, right, just to gamble. And the great thing about cricket and what they figured out is that it's, there's a reason why it's called an over. I don't really have the time to get into it, but it is literally gives you six opportunities to gamble. So these rich colonialists would gamble and the six overs or six balls in an over gave them six opportunities to gamble. Literally, that's where it comes from. You know, I mean, there's like there's a bit more complexity, but that's what it's for. It is it is for gentlemen's leisure. So when you try and turn it into like a Super Bowl, it doesn't work because as you saw at the Oval, which isn't the biggest stadium, it was empty, right? It felt like an India home game, but it was empty and soulless. And no one cares in Test cricket about a single game because, you know, what's cool about Test cricket is it's about the narrative, right? You get into it, first Test, one team wins, second Test, Another team wins, but then the other team kind of figures it out, makes some roster changes. Maybe you, maybe you play another spinner, you play a left-arm seamer, whatever. You notice their batsmen struggle against, I don't know, off-spin around the wicket. So you'll play a seamer because they're playing across the ball or whatever. You know, you make tactical changes. Is Test cricket really is an extension of war because one Test match is a battle. But a test series is really like winning a war. So winning one test match, particularly for test fans, isn't that interesting. Because you're like, oh, well, okay, maybe these guys aren't used to the conditions. Yeah, these guys, most of the India guys just came from IPL, you know. So World Test Championship, what a waste of time. What a waste of time. You know what makes me mad about the World Test Championship is that... They've reduced test matches, but they include a useless test match like that. Like, if you're going to reduce test matches, don't have that. Give us nothing, because that World Test Championship thing makes no sense. Only India and Australia and England can basically qualify from the way it's set up, because South Africa just don't play enough test cricket. So I thought it was useless for so many reasons. Nobody cares about one-off tests. It makes no sense to play test matches that way. It's not intriguing. And it's not how we've been conditioned. And I'd love to hear from people. Did you watch it? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did watch the last day. Steve Smith milked it a bit. It wasn't that great of a catch. I mean, he's a great cricketer, but it wasn't that great of a catch. It went straight to him. It was the TV dive of the millennium. And Matthew Hayden and those guys were going crazy. I'm like, wasn't that good? He could have caught that without diving. It was just to his right. He could have just dived a little bit right and caught it. Um, if you haven't seen the highlights, uh, it is Virat Kohli flashing at one outside the way outside the off stump. Scotty Bowland, mate. Scotty Bowland. He's going to be crucial. I will do an Ashes pod because I love Test cricket, by the way. I just love Test cricket. Football, NFL, Test cricket. Oh, my goodness. So, Ashes, expect 
a heavy ashes leaning pod. I might even do another one, a separate one for the ashes as the ashes rolls out. The ashes start 16th of June um, as I record this. That's next week, Friday. I cannot wait for that. Like just to have a five test match series means so much. I mean, it's the last thing that matters for me in cricket, right? As an old like me, I just watch test cricket. Like I have no interest. I didn't even know the IPL was over, by the way. Had no idea, had no interest. I have no interest in the IPL. I have no interest in T20 cricket at all. Like zero interest. Is it entertaining? Absolutely. Is it amazing to bring young people and more people into cricket because I love cricket? Absolutely. Am I going to watch it? Get out of my face. It's, it's not interesting to me. As I said, to me, it's in the name. Test. The greatest test is the five-day test match. Five-match, five-test series. And the Ashes is the only one that's left. They, they don't play five-test match series anymore. Not even as we saw. Not even Australia and India. Not even England, India. They play four test match series, which is the... Four test match series might be even dumber than one test match, by the way. I, I still haven't figured out which one's worse. Both are, are terrible or equal to. Unbelievable. Let's know what people think. But I, I thought that was useless. But also it's like, oh man, I just want to watch some test cricket. So I did watch it. You know, Scotty Bialet, mate. Oh, guy's going to be crucial on those Aussie wickets. Where, I mean, on the English... Uh, wickets where it gets flat day three day four scotty bowling oh it's 34 years old mate beautiful ball and scotty bowl good player good player looking forward to that love to know what people think at mkt inspires who wins the ashes slide in the dms did you watch the uh, wtc um and if so your thoughts it doesn't work man it doesn't work like you can't have india and australia playing in england doesn't work it's not like the super bowl the reason the super bowl works is that it's the it's in america you know like it's complicated for indian people to get to england it's complicated for australians to get to england it's miles away like america is a big country but east to west coast is five hours it's i mean cricket's five days as well for the super bowl you can plan two days come in the day before Super Bowl Sunday, and you go home, right? Maybe you take one day off. Just to travel to Australia is two days, you know? So are you going to get 30,000 Australians to come? Like, it was, had no vibe. Anywho, the Ashes, different story. Then, guys, take three months off. I get it. All right, let's get to the football. Let's get to the El Sporto which I imagine is Spanish for sport. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I don't. Get to the football. All right. Declan Rice. Start with that. By the way, do like, share, and subscribe, please. It would be greatly appreciated on whatever platform, Instagram, TikTok, you know, Facebook for the olds, if you're, if you're a geriatric like me, um, still using Facebook. I like Facebook. Share it. Share the podcast if you like it. If you don't like it, maybe share the podcast and go, just listen to the worst show you'll ever hear. Just share it. Share the podcast. Be a friend, tell a friend. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, Two reasons why I think Declan Rice should stay at West Ham for one more season. So I'm going to give away some secrets here. Ladies, if you're out there listening, all right, again, I'm only speaking for heterosexual people because I'm heterosexual. 
I'm not gay. So I don't understand. Maybe gay men and women think like this as well. I don't know. But I'm just speaking as a heterosexual man. And I'm speaking to heterosexual women here. Alright. I just want to tell you something. There's nothing for a man that makes you feel confident like being the king. And, and you don't need to, need to necessarily be the king. You just need to be made to feel as though you're the king. Right? For, for heterosexual men, I know for a fact that they want to feel like king. They may not tell you, but trust me, there is nothing better than feeling like you're the king somewhere. Just at home, to a woman, whatever it may be, like you are just perfect and you are king and you are the manliest man in the world. Don't let woke culture fool you. Heterosexual men want to feel like the king in some sense. Right? And Declan Rice is the king at West Ham. Now, he's very, very young. He won't realize how good that feels, right, until that changes. So I wouldn't leave if I was Declan King. You are the king, Declan Rice. You are the king at West Ham. You, Mark Noble, they never thought they'd have Mark Noble again. They didn't. They certainly didn't think they'd have Mark Noble now. And they signed you at 14 when Chelsea rejected you. And you took them to the promised land. And the other thing, part of that is you're in Europe now. So you're in the Europa League. All right. Go and learn how to play midweek. Because Declan Rice has never done that. Go and learn how to play in the midweek captain your side, carry the ship, be the main guy twice a week. Go and learn how to do that because that's not easy unless you've got great players around you, right? So I would go and do that. And also, the other big thing that people are conscious of now, right, is you've got to move to win a trophy. But you've already won a trophy. You're not Harry Kane. There's no, there is none of that public shame that's going to come your way. If anything, you took West Ham, right, to a European title. Are you kidding me? You are sorted. There is absolutely no pressure on you, and you're only 24. But this is my greatest warning, right? I always say, <laughs> I'm actually speaking to a friend right now who's thinking about breaking up with his girlfriend. And I said, do you, because I know his personality type, he, he's, he's what you might call a habitual offender when it comes to dating. He loves to date. He's just one of those habitual daters, right? And... Arsenal and Bayern are not going to love Declan Rice like West Ham. So I'm saying to my mate now, before you break up with her, is do you have another girl ready to, like, locked and loaded? And he he thinks he'll be fine, but I've seen him when he's not dating someone, shambolic, because all he's doing is looking to get in another relationship. So he's just a serial dater, which is cool, like, whatever. But that's important to know about yourself, is that you are not going to be loved at Arsenal or Bayern Munich, by the way. They'll like you, they'll kind of appreciate you, but they will not love you. You will not be king at Arsenal or Bayern Munich. You will not. But the second reason why Declan Rice shouldn't leave is that he is the next English captain, right? And for me, is he doesn't need to rush for money. And the English football landscape is weird right now because... Really, we know what Chelsea are. They're going to come back strong, right? So I think you should wait wait for that. Is, is Mikel Arteta really the guy? One season doesn't tell me that Mikel Arteta is Pep Guardiola, right? Bayern Munich have Kimmich, Goretzka, and they've just signed Konrad Leimer, right? So that position is occupied. You're going to get ro rotated there if you go there. And also Bayern Munich are in turmoil. 
right? Oliver Kahn's just gone. Sally Hamidic has made some horrendous signings and he's out, right? They brought in Karl-Heinz Rummenigge and we know what he does. He likes his own guys. He likes that continental European guy. They don't love English players. They do not. So why rush? Let the landscape settle down. It's been a tumultuous sort of two years, right? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing if I'm him. There's only really one club you want to be at. Maybe two. Maybe two. But next season, let's say Chelsea, Newcastle and Man City. Chelsea are back in the top four. Newcastle are going to be Newcastle and Man City are Man City, right? Let's say they're in the top four and Arsenal are not. Which I, I'm, I'm highly predicting that. By the way, I don't think Arsenal will be in the top four. Now what? Because the other thing about going to Chelsea, Newcastle and Man City, even if you went to Chelsea now, you're playing with better players than are at Arsenal. That you cannot deny. Don't let the anomaly of one Arsenal season fool you. Right? Chelsea is a star-studded team when you calm down and stop getting emotional. You're playing with better players. Chilwell, Reese James, I mean, Buddy Ishiel, Thiago Silva, Fofana, Enzo Fernandez, Mason Mount, your best mate. Right? Modric, he'll be fine. Don't worry about him. Madueki, these are far better players. I mean, Madueki, I, I like Bukayo Saka, but Madueki is one year away, you can see. He's Saka. Same ability, they're doing the same thing. I like Bukayo Saka a lot, but he's maybe the one guy I take at Chelsea of all the Arsenal guys. So it's a, it's a star-studded team and a, and a winning DNA. Newcastle are just going to buy everyone. But here's my thing about Man City, why I wouldn't rush if I was Declan Rice. Because you really want to go to Man City. Doesn't matter if Pep's there or not. They're, they're going to be great. What if Calvin Phillips is not the guy? Right, He's been a disaster this season. He's injury prone. And you're not, by the way. If you're Declan Rice, Declan Rice is Iron Man. Does not get injured. By the way, the greatest ability is availability. I love Declan Rice for that. High character, always available. Keeps it simple. Really, really like um, the things I've read about him. What if you can go to Man City next year? What if Calvin Phillips isn't the guy and they offload him for 25 million? You've got a year left on your contract. It's going to be 60 million because they can't, uh, West Ham can't hold you prisoner. Now you're ready. You've played Europe. You've had, you understand how to lead in Europe. You understand how to lead in an environment because he's the type of guy who'll go to Man City, right? And be captain. Like it, it just seems like Declan Rice is that guy. So Declan Rice doesn't need to rush for money. He's going to be the most profitable player right once Harry Kane retires because he's going to be England captain so he's going to be on all the marketing he's going to get all the marketing deals he's high character so corporates will want to work with him if there's one guy in England right now who does not need to worry about money because going to Arsenal does not solve your winning problem they have not won in 20 years they are not going to all of a sudden turn into Man City they are miles away they are miles away by the way, they've got four or five signings to still make around you. And even with the guys they've got, it's been one season. Is Odegaard going to be this? Please, he's not Frank Lampard, right? Like, is he Steven Gerrard? Can he repeat this for four or five seasons? We don't know that. What you do know is at Chelsea, they'll be aggressive. At Man City, they are going to win or be in the mix. Newcastle, you can see where they're headed. So at all of those clubs, you'll be around better players, no matter where they are next season. And I'm guessing those three clubs... Chelsea, Man City, Newcastle will be in the Champions League next year anyway. I'm not so sure Arsenal are. 
What happens if you go to Arsenal and they revert to type? What happens? You know, a friend of mine had a great saying a couple of years ago, and I'll never forget him for saying this to me. I was dealing with a person, and I was, I was, I was really struggling with her, having known her for a long time. I was struggling with her, and he said to me, well, look at it this way. You must never confuse behavior for character. They're not the same thing. Right? One one set of negative behavior. So somebody behaves badly once or well once, right? That doesn't mean that's their character. Arsenal had one good season. That's not their character. That was just a behavior. It was an anomaly. What happens, especially now we've seen with Harry Kane? What happens when Arsenal revert to type? And now the England captain's stuck playing Europa League, Conference League, coming eighth. Because people seem to think we've got Collar and Chalotti here. By the way, Arsenal have come under um, Arteta, eighth, eighth, fifth, and second. That averages out at sixth place. They're the sixth best team under Arteta. What happens when they revert to type? Right, there's a great sale, uh, saying in sales. If you want to know who you really are, right? and, and this works, um, I, I read this in a sales book years ago. If you want to know who you really are, take out your best year, take out your worst year. So you take out your best year, take out your worst year, take the median of everything else, and that's what you really are. Because nobody's their worst day in life, nobody's their best day in life. Right? You are everything in between. That's your character. Don't confuse behavior for character. Arsenal behaved well for one season. They are not a winning football club. Right? Miss me with the historical stuff. They're a historical club in the noughties, like when I was young. I was at Dennis Bergkamp there. I was there at Highbury the day they closed the club. Arsenal's a great club 20 years ago. Arsenal are not a great club now. If you're Declan Rice, what happens if you're stuck in the Europa League next year? That's a disaster. Especially if they sign you for 90 million. What do you do now? You're even more trapped because you're on a five-year, £300,000 a year contract. Now you can't go anywhere. And now Chelsea and Newcastle and Man City and Liverpool just pile it on. And now you're stuck in the same position you are in now because you're in the Europa League now. I think Arsenal, by January, will be in the Europa League. Like, Arsenal are going to have to spend like 400, 400 million, right? Just to get through the group stage of Champions League. That's the reality. They need a right back. They need a left back. They probably need a goalkeeper. They need two central midfielders. And I think they need a backup right wing and a striker. Like a proper striker. I like Gabriel Jesus, but he's not that guy. He's, he's not Aguero. You know, he's not Haaland. And if they're not going to get a striker, because I don't think you need a goal-scoring striker, by the way. If you're going to go with Gabriel Jesus and the work rate, well, then you, you're going to need to replace Martinelli with a goal-scoring left winger. Because that's where goals come from now, is... Bukayo Saka's now shown you he's he's got the potential to be that guy, but he's still young and... You know, jury's still out. He's a wunderkind. He's, please, he's not the complete product. And Gabriel Martinelli doesn't score enough goals. So if you're going to need somebody who can go 8 out of 10 every week, right? A Cristiano Ronaldo type, a Gareth Bale type. Arsenal don't have that. 
they're going to need to spend at least four, five hundred million to be league and Champions League consistent in the next five years. And I don't know if they're going to do that this, this window because I don't know if Stan Kroenke's all into Arteta like that, you know. He might be, but then he's going to need to drop 300 this window and maybe 100 million next window, and then we're in business. But if you're Declan Rice, why rush? Just let the landscape fall at your feet. You are the king right now, and you're going to make money. Because Newcastle have Joe Linton, by the way. You're better than Joe Linton. So you wait it out next season, see who they get in midfield. Maybe they get Goosens from Inter, because... Looks like he wants to play football again. And you've got the greatest thing. I'll finish off on this. You've got the greatest thing in the world. You've got the latitude to learn with no pressure on. You know what a gift that is in life. You know, this is the point I would say in life of getting rich. Is you can give your children the room to learn without immense pressure. Like, like poor people have to execute and get academic excellence or what's life or death kind of thing right like your family depends on you like if you if you're wealthy you get to learn play the violin oh, i don't like it the draw i don't like it okay i'll accounting mm, i don't like it you're 35 and you're still doing academia mm, you know i just want to find my passion so, so declan rice has that kind of latitude now he, he's playing in europe he's the king they love him he's gonna make money anyway so there's no pressure he's already won a trophy What's the rush? You're going to be the next England captain. What is the rush? You're not under Harry Kane pressure, right? And now you get to learn how to play in Europe with no pressure on. It doesn't really matter how it goes with West Ham at all. No one cares. N nobody's going, can't believe Declan Rice. I can't hack it at the next level. All they're going to say is, oh, Paqueta's not that good. You know? Like West Ham. They didn't give him enough, did they? Or whatever. You're in the prime position to, to sort of have your bridge season now. Don't rush it. There's no need. There is no need. And going to Arsenal is not a great call. I, I don't understand this thing, this obsession with Arsenal. It, it is crazy to me if he goes to Arsenal. It is crazy. It is crazy. Do not confuse... Don't make the anomaly the rule. As a good friend of mine, Dwayne, said a couple of years ago to me, don't confuse character and behavior. They are not the same thing. Somebody can behave a certain way once, but repeated behavior is character. And there's nothing about Arsenal. If you're, if you're honest with yourself, there's nothing about Arsenal in the last 15 years that says they're a winning organization. This year, Liverpool fell off, Chelsea fell off, and Newcastle are in transition. When Chelsea get back to character, and now we see what Newcastle are, because they are not playing. Liverpool are going to get back to character. Jürgen's not going anywhere. He's reloaded. McAllister's gone there now. And that front three is recovering. They're healthy again. Liverpool are going to be top four. Man United, let's see. Uh, by the way, Man United is, is 100% not the place to go. It's got to be Chelsea, Newcastle, Man City for me if you are Declan Rice. He's that level. That's the level he deserves to be at. Because those teams are going to load up, by the way. And if, if Liverpool becomes available, well, I would go if Jürgen's still there. Because you know with those clubs, 
80% of the time you're going to be in the Champions League. And not only that, you're going to be in the mix. You're going to be in the mix. Because a guy at his level, the England captain, you don't want to be Harry Kane. You want to be in the mix. You don't want to just be playing for the love of the game. Right? No. Go somewhere where you're loved and go somewhere where you'll be happy with the level of football. Chelsea, Newcastle, Liverpool, Man City. But I would say Liverpool not so much because they've reloaded in the midfield and they've got those young midfielders. I would say Newcastle, Chelsea, and and Man City. If you just wait, Calvin Phillips, yeah. There's some character problems, overweight, etc. Imagine being the guy to go and be the double pivot with, with Rodri for the next five years. Can you imagine that midfield? Be absolutely sensational. And imagine having Rodri doing the hard work. Then you're going box to box. Because Declan Rice, by the way, can go box to box. I've seen that. He's a tremendous athlete. He's not a great player, but he's just a high character player. And he, he, he's my dream player, right? I like a boring midfielder who gives me that tactical rigidity. And he's high character, which means, you know what I love? He's a leader of men. He's rare. He, that, that is rare, hey? That is so, so rare. What people don't understand is how rare leadership is. Or in fact, I say people don't understand. People do understand that. They just don't accept it. Right? Especially for young, talented men. If you have a guy that is clearly a bona fide leader, he's not interested in impressing people. He's interested in being a leader. And, the, and by the way, They'll follow him. You can see they just love him at West Ham. They love him at England. I mean, Mark Noble loves him. They, they just love Declan Rice. And you can't lie to players. You can't lie to players. He's that guy. And if I'm him, I would relax and go to one of those three. Love to know what you think. At MKT Inspire, slide in the DMs. Declan Rice, what should he do? Where should he go? And <laughs> I say this. He's got the white guy fade. Let me tell you something about white guys with that fade. Just a, a quick aside. When a white guy gets that fade, your girlfriend is in big trouble. Because white guys with that fade, girls can't get enough of that. Black, white, they just love it. And the white guys with that fade, whoo, those guys are unstoppable. That fade, the, the one that he hits, you know exactly what I'm talking about. White guys with that fade are big problems. For everyone, you got no chance. Once, once a, a white guy has the confidence to have that fade, oh boy. And now he's the geezer as well. Because Rice is the geezer, isn't it? We're standing there. Bloody hell. It's Declan Rice. Super player. And a super future. All right. At MKT Spice, slide in the DMs. Um, MKT at the MKT show. And if you do have a second, please do go and uh, leave us five star ratings. No matter where you listen to podcasts, five-star rating, leave a comment, you know? Like, oh, bro, I was at St. Davis this weekend with my chick. What are you talking about? It's fine. It's a nice score. It's, it's raised, it raises great young men. They all go and work at Investec with their care jackets, bro. Cool. Leave a comment if you're listening to the show. But probably wearing your chinos and care jacket at work right now. That's a whole different subculture in South Africa, by the way. I do want to address it. Not the show. But let's slow down on the K-Way jacket. And Chinos. Corporate guy. And the colourful Woolworth socks. Slow down. If you're not South African, that it, it makes no sense to you. But there's a certain demographic of corporate douchebags who work in banking 
legal firms and generally any corporate that wear chinos, K-wear jackets and colorful Woolworth socks with their square toe shoes or, or formal shoes. Slow down on that movement. It's a bit basic. It's a basic corporate guy kit. Terrible. And, and I like winter gear. I do snowboard. So I've got high quality winter gear. Stop wearing K-wear jackets. Makes you look like a bum. I, I know what you think. Bro, it's good value for money. You don't need to overspend. What's wrong with the K-wear jacket? You're basic. You're basic. Get a North Face jacket. Get a Burton jacket. Respect yourself. You're basic. If, if I see people wearing K-wear jacket, I, immediately I'm like, oh, that person's basic. And there's people listening now who are like, oh, you don't have to prove, you don't have to prove you're wealthy, bro. It, it, just shut your face. Shut your face. K-wear stuff's so basic. And I, I'm a hiker. You're not going to tell me about warm stuff. Get a first scent jacket, you bum. Get a proper goose down jacket. Not fake down crap. K-wear jackets are so crap. Now, if K-wear want to pay me, and sponsor the podcast, I'll probably sing a different tune. But their stuff is crap. Shouldn't be wearing K-Wear jacket. You're a basic corporate guy. All right, that's an aside. Didn't expect to have that rant. <laughs> did not. I did not. But that's what you're going to get on this show. From the heart. You know what I mean? And I know there's a douchebag sitting right now with their Woolworths flask that they've got. They've got that silver flask where they make their own crappy coffee that's an espresso. Also, stop drinking crap coffee. If you're working and you're middle class, bloody get yourself a grinder. Start buying specialty roasted coffee. Stop going to Woolworths to buy coffee. Their coffee's all right, actually. But get some specialty roasted coffee and, and start respecting yourself. So, But there's a douchebag right now who's got an espresso machine who's like, oh, bro, I just drink pods, bro. It's lacquer. It's nice. South African accent, if you're listening from a different country. Oh, bro, there's nothing wrong with an espresso, bro. I've got pods. It's lacquer. It's just so quick and convenient, bro. Hey, douchebag, get yourself a mocha pot or a grinder um, and drink specialty roasted coffee. Get the beans. The reason you get beans is that when you grind it, you have fresh coffee then. Problem with coffee grinds is as soon as you've opened the packet, unless you're airtight sealing it again, it's often like a week. But the nice thing about beans is it's fresh when you grind it. And you should be drinking specialty roasted coffee. Stop stop drinking blend crap that you're just buying at pick and pay or whatever. Respect yourself. If you're working and you've got savings, right, and you can afford 600 bucks for a coffee, so 600 rand, that's about $40, right, per month on coffee, drink specialty roasted coffee. What are you doing? It's, it's genuinely good for your health to drink better coffee as well. Like coffee is a health thing. It's not just a, a douchebag thing. Now, it's also a douchebag thing. I mean, I've got an air press. I've got a mocha pot. I've got a, I've got two French presses. I've got, in fact, I've got three French presses. I've got one for the mountains, one that I take to like offices and stuff. And then I've got one for at home. That's the creme de la creme one that I saved up for a couple of months for. That's, oh, Hey, respect yourself. Drink proper coffee and stop wearing uh, K-Wear jackets and chinos. All right, let's move on to the final subject. Eden has it. It's been a disaster, hasn't it? It's been a disaster. You, you, know, you know what it is, hey? The older I get, the less, the less I've become gut feel guy. I don't know if you know people say, I just go with my gut. I'm like, oh my God. All right. And I know it's cool because guys like Elon Musk say that. But he's Elon Musk. He's one of a billion. There's literally, there's literally like 
maybe 3,000 people in the world that can go by their gut because they are billionaires. And most of them, by the way, in, or not most of them, some of them inherited those billions, by the way. So please, let's not get fooled into thinking everyone's Elon Musk or these self-made billionaires, Mark Cuban, you know? Like, yes, you got to have a bit of gut. you you got to have a bit of gumption. you got to have a bit of edge to go for it. Yes, I get that. I'm not saying you shouldn't go for it in life. I'm saying if you're going to make proper adult decisions, stop saying stuff like, I'm just going with my gut. Like, think about what you're going to do and ask for advice from wise people. If you're ambitious and you ask people, they'll help you. So the older I get, I'm not gut feel guy, you know. Plus, I'm also realizing, if somebody said it to me the other day, is, I'm not a very emotional person. You know, I'm quite good at detaching myself from whatever people are doing. It's like, no, no, what do I want to do? And what's going to be the best for me if I think about it? And what's weird is I'm not a patient person, but I'm very patient with my decisions. It frustrates a lot of people because people like to make decisions when you want them to. Like, I'm quite good at like, no, I'll I'll get back to you. And I'm very good at saying no, you know. So I very rarely make emotional decisions. So the Eden Hazard thing, moving to Real Madrid, was because it was his dream. I think it's the most childish thing when people say that. People say, well, why'd you do this? Because it was my dream. What are you talking about? This is not the movies. This is real life. Like, what were the factors at play when you went there? Did you analyze the environment? <laughs> Eden Hazard did not. Because one thing that's come out about him, and the more I've been reading about Eden Hazard, is that he was always overweight to Chelsea, and we could always see it, right? He always used to start slowly and then explode into the season. Because he's not Cristiano Ronaldo. He didn't take it seriously, right? He was very much a vibes player. He was a poor man's Diego Maradona. Now, maybe a middle-class man's Diego Maradona, because he was a super player for two or three seasons. But he never took it seriously, and he was always overweight. Real Madrid is not a vibes place. It's not a vibe place. There you need to be the creme de la creme, right? And you've got to take it super seriously because Real Madrid are about football. Florentina will do the big flashy stuff, but they are about football. You go there. You, you need to be a legend. Otherwise, the, those white handkerchiefs come out. They've seen the greats. And even worse for him, it was Bale and Ronaldo time for the last five years. So when he joined, it's like, oh, well, we're spending $130 million on you. We at least expect you to be Bale who was unreal, by the way. Like, I, Gareth Bale doesn't get enough credit. He was unreal for four or five seasons. He, he scored the greatest Champions League goal in a final you'll ever see. Shout out that bicycle kick. So Eden Hazard, when he went, was all emotional about his dream. But you never want to be the guy following the guy. And he was the guy following two guys. It made no sense, especially that he spent the last two seasons at Chelsea being the player of the season, and they just loved him, and they were going to pay him, and he was everything. They built the team around him. When he left, I'll never forget it. I made this analogy. You know, I, and, and I know a lot of people like this. I do. I know, I know a lot of people. Again, it's an emotional thing to do this. People never, ever are happy to be happy. People are always looking to be happier than happy. Right? And, and I think it's like a Hollywood sort of modern romanticism thing, right? Like, I just, I want my life to be perfect all the time. Like, ugh, life's so boring now because I'm happy. 
Do you know how rare happiness is? And like whatever happiness means to you, and I'm talking the whole spectrum, by the way. You, you can get as philosophical as you like, but don't try and be happier than happy. I find it so weird, especially if you're young, I get it. You dump your girlfriend, dump your boyfriend because they don't excite you anymore or whatever dumb nonsense we used to say. But if you're happy with a partner, please cherish that. If you're happy at your job, don't try and be happier than happy. Happy is impossible to find. And Eden hasn't had it. And he tried to be happier than happy to live his dream. What does that even mean? Because you know what happens when people love you? And it's a good warning as well to Declan Rice. But with Eden Hazard is when people love you is they'll protect your shortcomings and they'll make up for those. Because when you're king, right, we make it our job to mop up your mess. But when you get to Real Madrid and you're overweight and you're not delivering, Carl Ancelotti is not playing you. Oh, I had Cristiano Ronaldo, man. I had Gareth Bale. This is a great football club here. This, you, you're not a legend here. Nobody cares what you did at Chelsea. And it's brutal, but that's life. Right? You can be as, as good a boyfriend to your current girlfriend. Right? When you go to your next relationship, she's like, huh, oh, nice to hear what you did there. What are you doing for me? I'm not interested in how good a boyfriend or how good a father you were in the previous family. What are you doing for me? That's what Real Madrid is saying. Don't try and be happier than happy. Slide in the DMs. At MKT Inspires. Have you ever left a situation where you were happy, but because it wasn't Hollywood every day, you thought to yourself, I deserve to be happier. Like that Instagram yoga girl crap. Right? You, just, you deserve to be happier. Like the world should love you how you are. No, no. No, you should change yourself. You should make yourself lovable. Right, Because when you don't do that and you do the yoga girl Instagram crap of the world should love you as you are, which it shouldn't. I find that disgusting. You should change. You should morph. You should want to be better to fit into society and be valuable. right? And Eden Hazard forgot that. He forgot that you can't pitch up a drama of weight. We're not going to tolerate the injuries. At Chelsea we did because we're like, we love this guy. We love him, but then he got comfortable. He said, Ugh, you know, I'm better than her. Ah. You, you, you know how nice it is to be happy? Like she just puts up with your sloppiness and lateness, and maybe you're slightly insensitive. Don't try and be happier than happy. Eden Hazard, what a disaster. What a disaster. Because Chelsea protected you every season. And, by the way, I'm reading these reports from proper reporters, not bloggers, about how often he used to come in overweight in the season and Chelsea would just cover that up. He's done it now at Real Madrid two years in a row and now it's injuries. And also, by the way, he's older now. So the body can't, he's not 25, 26 anymore. And Madrid hung him out to dry because they don't love him. They don't love him. Chelsea loved him and they protected him. He tried to be happier than happy. Don't try to be happier than happy, guys. Happy is impossible to find. Absolutely impossible to find. What a disaster. They're paying him a year early to leave his contract. Sad.
Could have been the Chelsea legend. Now he's just a Chelsea guy. He's just a player who was brilliant for two seasons and left. Disaster. Anywho, it's what happens in life. Hey, you've got to live with your decisions. When you make your decisions, you got to live with it. That's just how it goes, man. Eden has it. Ugh. People are saying Eaton has it because he's Eaton. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he, he is a large lad. He's, he's, he's very fat. Now, can't be a footballer and be fat. I mean, listen, I have my positions on being overweight. That's for another, maybe another show. But Eaton has it. What are we doing? When dreams turn to nightmares. Love to know what you think. At MKT Inspires. At MKT Inspires. Slide in the DMs. Wide open, by the way. I'll answer anything. I've got an opinion on absolutely everything. There is nothing I don't think on this planet that I won't have an opinion. There is nothing. Relationship, work, I'll answer anything. If you haven't heard, two shows ago, people are saying the best show I've ever done. I was being Dr. Phil to a lady who was going through some stuff with her dad and there was a boyfriend in the mix and there was some travel in the mix and she's seeking her independence. People are saying that was sensational. So, at MKT Inspires, most active on Twitter and Instagram. I am on TikTok, Mbolelo Tinta. You can look for me there. So you can slide in the DMs on TikTok as well if you're on the TikToker. Otherwise, for me, Instagram. Instagram's the one. It's the quickest one. I get the notifications. It's, it's the best UX platform as well. Or Twitter. I love Twitter. It's my favorite. Twitter's my favorite social media. It is my favorite. It's where I get my news. I don't watch the news. I just read. I wake up in the morning. I check the latest news headlines in Africa and the world. And then I get to it. Love Twitter. So slide in the DMs at MKT Inspires. Your thoughts on Declan Rice. And just send me your, send me your questions. And I will answer those. I am getting a lot of questions, so maybe what I what I think as I flesh things out over the summer, um, because in a couple of days I will leave my corporate job and I'll be doing this full time again. I think what I'll do is I'll have a mailbag show separate as well. Um, also, let me know in the let me know in the DMs. I'm thinking twice a week for now. There might be some announcements coming out. I'm in a couple of conversations. I don't want to bore you about those. It's all corporate boring stuff. But the podcast or me being on a platform is being discussed right now. So uh, I'll take I'll take about two or three weeks to think about that. And then, but let me know what you think for the summer. Because there's transfers, there's people sliding in the DMs and the mailbag. So maybe I should just do a mailbag show. Um, that could be something I do. Or maybe it works better when I do it in the show, you know? I, like, I take feedback from people because it's the cool thing about podcasting. I want to make a show that people like. It's not like I'm on a major broadcaster where you're just going to watch what I make. And you, sorry, you have no say. <laughs> you know, we can do that in this digital world. What do you guys think? Slide in the DMs. at MKT Inspires. Twice a week and then a mailbag show. Just twice a week. Put the mailbag stuff in the shows. Um, but I think for the summer, I will definitely do at least twice a week. At least twice a week, because uh, there's just so much in terms of transfers, who's moving away, uh, teams of the season. Um, if you've been listening to the show from before, I I'll get back to doing where I was right, where I was wrong. 
Um, I'll do Friday fives. I'll, I'll do those top five lists. Uh, people have asked me for that again. Somebody asked me, when am I going to have a guest? When I do this, I much prefer to, to do it on my own. But if I get back into the visual space, I will have at least one co-host, maybe two. Um, probably just one to answer that person's question. But if I get back into a visual format, I'll have at least one co-host and maybe a producer on air. Otherwise, it'll just be one co-host um, and we'll get back to that format. But if I do it like this and this becomes my thing, I, I kind of like this, actually. I've, I've fallen in love with just, I'm a bit of a narcissist, I guess, that's coming out. I get to just say what I want to say and it's just me. I kind of like this ranting into a microphone and I think I'm quite good at it. So this is a different way to do the MKT show. Um, but also the nice thing is we can have multiple shows, right? Um, I, again, I'm talking, I'm always talking to people, by the way, please don't think I, I'm just, I'm a super driven person. So people are asking, please don't ever go away again with the show. It's not going to happen. I've also realized in my life, this is what I should be doing. Like, I love doing this. Even if I don't get paid for it, I'll find a way to make money. But as long as I'm doing this for the rest of my life or, or for the foreseeable future, you know, what if I hate it in 30 years and then I've committed to my life? It's like getting married. <laughs> So it's a 50-50 gamble getting married right now. So don't call me a bad person for comparing, <laughs> possibly changing my mind to marriage. Because I know somebody just clutched their pearls right now because they're probably some, some zealot who's religious going, Oh my word, Mr. Bigglesworth, how, how dare you? You know, because marriage is supposed to be whatever. Like people are getting divorced, get over it, you know. I come from a home of divorce. It's one of those things where I can say it, you know. Like if a girl says, do, do I look fat in these jeans? You're supposed to say, absolutely not. She can call herself fat. I can make divorce jokes. My parents got divorced, you know. It's divorce privilege. It's broken home privilege, by the way. <laughs> on that note, on that lovely note, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now... I am the hell out of here.